Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Last week, we spoke about increasing the drinking age, if you remember. And a lot of people were on the air and agreed or disagreed with the fact that we should do it. But, I mean, reading this piece here, there needs to be a debate around reducing the minimum legal drinking age to 16. Now, that's the view of a Cork City councillor, Shane O'Callan, who believes fresh thinking is needed to tackle binge drinking among young people, and nobody disagrees with that. But the motion to write to the Justice Minister on the issue at a recent council meeting was quickly withdrawn following criticism from fellow councillors. Now, Shane O'Callaghan believes policymakers should look to Europe for creative solutions to Ireland's underage drinking problem, and probably drinking problem in general, not just underage. But anyway, Councillor Shane O'Callaghan joins me on the air. Good afternoon to you, Shane. Afternoon, Niall. How are you? Now, let's... I'm really... I I didn't want to read any more about what you said, I'll be honest with you, because I didn't want to have any preconceived notions of what you said and why you said it. But I want to know what you said and why you said it and how you believe reducing the age can actually make a difference. So, what what is your theory? Yeah, okay. Well, in my opinion, one of the roles of of a public representative is to foster debate about issues and policies affecting our communities, particularly if those policies do not appear to be working as well as they should. And actually, what I would have said on, in the council meeting on Monday night, and I'll make clear now again, is I'm not actually necessarily in favour of reducing the drinking age to 16. I have three small children myself, um, and, and, I, you know, we're, you know, and, and I'd, I'd be hopeful that when they reach the age of 16 and 17, they don't drink, and that they don't drink to, until they're 80. But, you know, I also live in the, in the real world, and, you know, let's call it a spade a spade. Underage drinking is happening on a massive scale anyway mm-hmm. at the moment. And it has been for decades. Mm-hmm. And I, as I say, I'm just saying that this issue needs to be considered. It needs to be debated. It needs to be looked at because the current system that has been in place for decades is, is not working. I'm not claiming that lowering the drinking age would be some sort of perfect solution. In fact, far from it. It might not be the right thing to do at all. Except that all I'm saying is that there should be a mature debate about the issue because the current policy of hear no evil, see no evil, and kind of burying our heads in the sand mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be working. Well, well um, I, I agree with you in relation to a mature debate. And, and I understand the point you're making. In some countries, for example, take France, uh, where they have a very mature, well, a much more mature attitude towards alcohol than we have. You have young children who will have a glass of wine at 14 years of age around the table. And that kind of idea of training a child to be responsible around the use of alcohol is not such a bad thing. And by the way, the law in this country doesn't stop young children drinking. Uh, you're no, it quite, doesn't. Yeah, you're, yeah you're, you're legally allowed to give your child a glass of wine or whatever it is at 14 years oh. of age. Uh, yeah. The law basically says you can't purchase alcohol until you're 18. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I mean... And, and like, and, and, like, I suppose just, I mean, if, if, if it was the case, right, that if the vast majority of 16 and 17-year-olds complied with the existing law not to purchase alcohol and, um, and consume it in, you know, you know in, in fields and wooded areas mostly, then there wouldn't be an issue and I'd be perfectly happy um, and I wouldn't be on here having this conversation. And um, if, for instance, only 20 or 30% of people drank underage, then it could be said that the current system is working. But a survey, I mean, and I think we know anecdotally anyway, but a survey conducted by Alcohol Action Ireland last year found that 82% of young people have drank alcohol by the age of 17. 82%. I, I could equally argue that if we look at statistics around, say, consent, the age of consent is 17 in Ireland. It used to be 18, now it's 17. The average age for losing your virginity is 16. So we know that the majority of people in the country have broken the law, so technically speaking, right? Now, if we reduce the age of consent to 16, 
I imagine the age of losing virginity may drop down a little bit over the next, you know, 20 or 30 years to 16 or to 16 or 15 years of age. So when you set a guideline and the guideline is 18 for driving, the guideline for drinking is 18, it is setting a little bit of a guideline. It, look, but everybody, it, it, and, and you're right, you are right. It's not a guideline, it's the law. Oh, I know, okay? absolutely. And in my view, the law is the law. And you can't have some laws that must be obeyed and then other laws that... But who go? Yeah, it is the law. And not not, not in a wink and maybe we should obey. Absolutely. Shane, I agree with you. I I don't think that works. No, I do agree with you. But the law of drinking under the age of 18 and the law of having sex under the age of 18 uh, is generally not something that's very enforceable or has been enforceable. Because, as I said, most people lose their virginity under the age of 18 uh, or under 17, they age consent. Most people drink under the age of 18. So, And the Garda Sheikh Khan are not going around arresting 17-year-olds for drinking. They might stop them or take the drink off them or whatever it happens to be or ask them yeah. where they got it. So what I'm saying to you is because that guideline is there and that law is there... It's the law is d- d- yeah, d- Well, okay. Because it's there, does that not in turn then, you know, set some sort of bar whereby, okay, they're going to do it they might have to hide a little bit, but in saying that, they know they can't really, it's not something they should do till they're an adult. Do you understand you what I'm saying? But you see, that's part of the point, right? At the moment, the majority of young people's first interaction with alcohol seems to be to hide the fact that they're drinking alcohol and because of the laws at 80. And that's clearly not a good way to have a first interact, interaction with alcohol. And I would suggest that in many cases, it probably results in, in the young person having a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol starting at that age and maybe later in life. I mean, you know, I mean, people with drink problems often hide the fact that they have a drink problem from relatives and friends. And the system we seem to have at the moment is that there's thousands of young people of 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. Their first experience of alcohol is to hide the fact that they're drinking. That's, uh, that, to me, I, I just think it's it's... <laughs> It's not. Um, it's not. Certainly not an ideal situation. I think you'd agree with that. But we, we do. Um, we do have prohibitions on age uh, for many things. You know, including smoking, for example. And I'm looking here in response to this. The CEO of Drink Aware, Sheena Horgan, says there needs to be a societal change. But alcohol has no place in childhood, and underage drinking needs to be tackled. By, tra- agree, by, by throwing in the I, towel is what... And I'm not saying you're saying throwing in the towel. By, by reducing the age of anything like this or things that we consider that are we need to be responsible adults to do, be it smoking, be it drinking, be it having sex, be it driving a car, whatever it is, you need to be a responsible adult to do all these things. By reducing the age, is, it, is that not throwing in the towel and saying we've lost? Well, well first of all, again, I, I have to stress again, I am not saying that I advocate this in, and, I, I'll, and I'll say again in a perfect world I'd like to see my children not drinking mm-hmm. until they're 18 years of age but I mean I, all I'm doing is putting out a debate uh, and, uh, oh, I, I, understand I, that. I think you're allowed to have alternative views and uh, debate things I think it's healthy in a democratic society to allow debate and alternative views and Absolutely. I actually I, I could, I, I, by the way I couldn't agree with you more particularly this and, week yeah oh. and, I, and, I, and, I, and I have to say that I agree entirely with with, with them the CEO of Drink Aware, um, and I mean, and part of it has to be education, um, and and uh, um, but uh, that can't be and and changing drinking culture through education, right? But and 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 I, I accept that that is that is ideally the way to go, and that has to be part of the solution. But on the other hand, they've been talking about education as being the solution since I was a teenager. That, that's twenty five years ago, and and I probably think that it's, it was going on longer than that. So. While education is certainly, and I don't think things have improved in any dramatic way since then, 
Um, so I think while education certainly is a major part of any solution, I, I, I don't know if it, if, if it is enough on its own, right? Why do, you, why, I, why do you think Ireland seems to have the gold medal in Europe? And that's not something we should be proud of. When it comes to drinking, underage drinking, problems with alcohol, our association or, and our relationship with alcohol, you know, when you look at, say, countries like the United States, I'm not suggesting they're perfect, by the way, by any stretch of the imagination, by the way, they have their own set of problems. But their, obviously, drinking laws are very different to ours. 21, generally speaking, in most states, you have to have ID if you're under the age of 30. You don't see as much as underage drinking. If somebody's caught underage drinking on the streets or anything, they're immediately put into a drunk tank overnight and their parents are called. Is that is approach... America then, Amer- America then, I think that the regime is so harsh over there that I think it's easier... Um, to to buy illegal drugs than it is to drink underage, probably. yeah, and, probably. And which, which leads to all sorts of problems. I, I would I would not be looking towards America as a solution in any shape or form. Um, what I what I would again, I'm just putting this out there for debate. I'm not advocating this in any way, but um, maybe we could sit, consider looking to countries like Germany, right, where um, they may have a more realistic approach to the issue, rather than trying to keep people away from alcohol completely because they view it as being unrealistic. Their approach is to teach young people to have a responsible approach to alcohol consumption. And they do this by having a grading or gradual approach. Basically, in Germany, it's legal to purchase beer or wine at 16, but it isn't legal to purchase uh, spirits until you turn 80. And whereas the opposite is the case in this country, and Spirits is by far the most popular type of alcoholic drink for 17-year-olds, so 38%. What, like a nagging of vodka or something like that? Spirit, yeah, nagging of vodka, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Followed by cider at 32%. Listen, that, surpri- that surprises me. I actually thought it would have been beer by personally myself. I don't, I just, yeah, I don't, I'm not a drinker, so I don't know. So, so spirits, which is the most potent, the most harmful drink, is seems to be the most popular okay. drink among 17-year-olds. right? And what I'm saying is that that's the opposite to the case in, in Germany. And so maybe the German case should be looked at, whereby if it, maybe it could be looked at that you, you know, you're, you're allowed to purchase alcohol, or sorry, when I say alcohol, I mean beer, exclusively beer at 16, and both from, you know, you go into a pub and buy a beer, a couple of beers, go into an office and buy a couple of beers, but you're not allowed by spirit. It is you're not pro- I mean, I, I, until you're 18. And then, and then, you know, that people get, you okay. the idea of drinking moderately, drinking beer before they move on, you know, before okay, they I get that, I get that. I, and Shane, I mean, just, just I mean, finally, because I, mean, I, mean, I am a bit pushed for time, but just finally, Shane, in relation to, I, I'm not, you know, putting your suggestion down, and, and I know you have said you don't advocate it yourself, and, and rightly you said, and as I would with my own children as well, you don't want to see them drinking at 16 years of age. That's the last thing any parent wants at all. But in saying that, there are other things that we can look at in this country and our, in our attitudes towards drinking as well. And I'm glad you've opened up the debate and we talked about it last week as well with different suggestions, right? And uh, one of those things, uh, finally, in relation to it is not just the way we advertise alcohol, but it's the way we glamorise alcohol. In other words, we glamorise alcohol to the point that we believe it's necessary for every single celebration in our lives, be it baptismals, confirmations, communions, weddings, birthdays. Alcohol is part of everything, including, by the way, when dignitaries come from other countries, what's the first thing we do? We bring them to the Guinness Hop Store and give them a pint of Guinness. That, that idea that we kind of glamorise, alcohol is something very special in Ireland. You go away on holidays to America and people turn around, oh, you're from Ireland. Oh, I must go over there. I believe everybody drinks their brains out. So we have this perception around the world that we love alcohol. That has to change, doesn't it? 
I agree, and I and I think that they, that that the major steps should be taken to um, tackle um, alcohol advertising and to curb alcohol advertising because that is a major part of the problem. I I one hundred percent agree with you on that, um, and and I think that the alcohol companies have a responsibility in that regard, and I and I do think that maybe they should they should look at at least seriously curbing alcohol and and, and you know the glamorizing of it. And, well, that's know, not in their it. interest, obviously, to do that. The well, alcohol no, I'd say the government, yeah. the government, the government needs to do it. Yeah, should absolutely look at doing that. Yeah. But I mean, having said that, I mean, I, I, you know, we seem to have a much more unhealthy relationship with alcohol than places like Germany, and it's not, it's, it's mm-hmm. not enough to say, oh, well, Ireland has a drinking culture and Germany doesn't, because you know, Ireland we have music festivals. In Germany, they literally have beer festivals where you, I know. you literally go and you drink beer. That's that's the whole festival. Yeah, um, no, I know. So I mean, the beer fest, yeah. But yet, but yet they seem to have a much more healthy relationship uh, with alcohol. But do we and, have two you know, beer fests every year? Well, we used to have two. Sorry, we've one now, which is Paddy's Day. The other one used to be Arthur's Day. That was the, the craziest okay, idea okay. ever. Well, yeah, but, which, yeah, but I mean, okay, but <laughs> in reality, that's probably the case. But they officially have beer festivals, if you know what I mean. So, um, like, I think that, you know... Where does this unhealthy relationship with alcohol come from? And could part of the reason, could part of the reason be, and I, I look, I'm, I'm in no way claiming to be any sort of expert, which again is why I'm not advocating this. I'm not saying this should happen. I'm just saying a debate okay. we had. But could part of the reason be, to go back to an earlier point, that the majority of young people's first al- interaction with alcohol seems to be that they're hiding the fact that they're drinking. Okay. No, 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 no. And, and I do get what you're saying and the illegality of it and the excitement of, you know, doing something illegal in a street or in a field somewhere. And I, and I do get that. Listen, it's an interesting point and thank you for raising it. Councillor Shane O'Callaghan, who believes that, uh, that maybe we should look. He's not saying we should do it, but we should look at the option of maybe reducing the drinking age to make it less attractive maybe for young people, I suppose, is the point he's making. Now, as I said already, the response from the CEO of Drink Aware, Sheena Horgan, say, uh, said there needs to be a societal change, but alcohol has no place in uh, childhood and no place um, and also in underage drinking needs to be tackled she said alright now Real People Real Opinions Real Talk Radio The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show I-